Hi, I'm Jack the DM, and thanks for choosing the Slice and Dice podcast. Now, over to me. Good evening, good morrow, and good day, and welcome to another edition of Slice and Dice here with the Melilands campaign. As you can probably tell by our slightly tardy start today, we've had a few technical issues, but we seem to have overcome those, and also uh, it seems that Discord has a bit of an update, which means now everyone has equal windows within uh, within the stream today. So sorry, DK, you're no longer uh, uh, very much... Uh, the largest member of the party on the stream, uh, largest window. But anyway, good evening, everyone. How are you doing, players, this evening? I'm good. Beautify. <laughs> okay. Excellent. That's what I wanted to hear. Uh, <laughs> Everybody just kind of went, oh, I'm just still going to be on mute. <laughs> <laughs> the classic problem of forgetting is to mute. Yeah. Except um, for you and me, Jack, because we're actors and we always want to be heard. Oh, always, always. You can't shut us up. That's the problem. <laughs> um, okay, so um, so uh, for today's stream, um, I don't. To be honest, there are, are not really any uh, announcements ahead of it, unless any of you guys have any uh, announcements or anything uh, you want to make people aware of during this time. I to take that as a no. Uh, <laughs> hey, fever season has started. <laughs> Yep, we had a lovely weekend <laughs> as well. It was very summer. I will summer. probably sneeze during this stream. Um, hey, better out than in. Let it out. It's all good. It's all good. Um, uh, don't pick your nose on the stream like I just did because that's embarrassing. Anyway, uh, okay. So, so there's no campaign diary this this Friday as I'm now moving that to bi-weekly. Uh, sorry, bi-weekly. What am I saying? Every other week, alternate weeks. There we go. Um, Fortnight. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, a turn again. Alternate. Fortnightly. Fortnightly. Yeah, there we go. That that that's also a word. But anyway, every other week, fortnightly, alternate weeks, doing a campaign diary on Fridays. Um, but uh, never fear, um, because uh, there are, is some other uh, interesting content that's going to be uh, coming to the channel, not only here on Twitch but also on our YouTube channel as well. Um, that our quiz night should be back on Twitch, uh, not this week, but very soon. I'll keep you updated on that. And we should have uh, the first in a new series of Don't Believe the Hype, talking about uh, all things sort of D&D classes, races, uh, backgrounds, all other sort of minutiae of, uh, of character creation, DMing and so on uh, in Dungeons and & Dragons. And the first video should be going live by the end of this week on YouTube. So if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel yet, please do so. Uh, just uh, follow the link on our Twitch page, just scroll down towards the bottom and you'll see the YouTube logo saying catch up. Click on that, it'll take you straight to our YouTube channel and you can subscribe merrily and as quickly as you like. Anyway, with that out of the way, let's move in to tonight's episode of the Many Lands campaign here on Slice and Dice. back so guys uh, last time you were uh, having uh, so uh, for most of the party at least uh, you were on your way um, traveling back from Rackfell Manor uh, with uh, the full intention of uh, well two things really firstly looking after your lycanthropic charges those you managed to save from the bull but uh, and apprehended after they had contracted 
lycanthropy um, have, or with werewolf lycanthropy so far you've managed to keep them all intact uh, and alive and uh, now it's just a case of monitoring them as you continue on your travels and as was revealed last time um, it's not just the full moon when a, uh, a uh, lycanthropic individual can turn it can happen any night um, and so it means you have to be constantly vigilant of, uh, of what they're doing uh, going forward. Similarly, um, you are needing to keep a vigil out and have been for a while actually for your missing comrade uh, Neris, who went missing some time ago, replaced with a doppelganger and seems to be the only one at this time that knows her whereabouts. Uh, you have uh, you have been offered a bargain with the doppelganger before to uh, that they will show you the way to where she's being held on the proviso that you don't uh, slay the uh, the doppelganger. It's really looking after its own neck uh, at that point. Uh, but since then, um, it's called you've been called into question as to how reliable this doppelganger could be. Yes, they were telling the truth at that time before they were under the zone of truth spell, but how accurate and how uh, reliable will they be in the rest of your um, of this trek to find Nerys? Speaking of Nerys, she has, we've been joining up with her to find out uh, where she's been all this time and she's been held by the Red Mages in an uh, undisclosed location at this time. It appears to be an old dwarven uh, settlement, a fort or some other um, uh, yeah, underground subterranean settlement at this time, but uh, no clues yet as to where. Um, the Red Mages have been seemingly using Nerys for some other goal. Uh, it's not entirely clear what this is at this time, um, but uh, she has awoken with uh, sort of puncture marks in her arm and uh, has recalled from uh, from when she was taken by uh, a daemon and so on that, uh, uh, that the blood was important for some reason. Her aunt Argentia also uh, revealed that the Red Mages are plotting to bring back the dragons. That was also Argentia's dying words, part of that uh, were her dying words as uh, they uh, have also been using trickery and uh, and hallucinatory sort of uh, nefarious magic to uh, to make Neris uh, see uh, unpleasant undead things and basically uh, Neris ended up inadvertently slaying her own aunt through um, through fear and through this uh, hallucination being only brought back due to uh, the sending spell from Malar who has made a, uh, who's taken this spell recently uh, as he's finally gained the skills to be able to use it uh, and is using that in the hopes of finding Neris or at least making contact with her to help them along uh, with finding her in as expedient a fashion as possible. Um, so you guys, uh, the rest of you, aside from uh, Neris, have been travelling along uh, the half road towards uh, Oraglor, where you'll be making the, uh, the next stop. But before you get there, in fact, just as you turn onto that road, you've pulled up um, to question the uh, doppelganger, having received a response, uh, Malar, from Neris, uh, telling you um, her description of where she is, but uh, as yet not knowing the location. Uh, and also uh, fear being very much present in her voice and uh, angry and upset and just, oh, so much emotion. 
Anyway, so we're going to pick up exactly from that point with the rest of you um, in the party as you pull up the one carriage you have remaining, uh, led by uh, Gary Bumblefoot. Um, and of course, uh, Seth's still with Horsey, the horse. Uh, you've still got them, uh, them with you. Uh, you pull up on the side of the road um, and decide that you want to interrogate the, uh, the doppelganger. So, players, how do you want to go about this? What are your plans? Um, I guess that uh, typically um, Seth would lead such interrogations. I, I, I thought we'd pulled over and we're about to quiz said doppelganger on her potential location. We've just lost Seth. That so, he's already taken back. No worries. Yeah. Um, but uh, with that in mind, I guess Malar is taking the chest off the back of the, the, the car or whatever we've... and um, is probably looking to ready a Zone of Truth spell. Okay. James, are you back? Yeah, I'm back. Um, we were just about to interrogate, or you were just about to interrogate a doppelganger. Uh, yes, we've just taken her off in the, on the road so that we could find out where we're going. In. Yes. How, how far outside of Heroes Landing are we? Um, so you've been going for a few hours before you, um, before you uh, decide to pull over. So you're, you're, quite, uh, you're quite a few miles outside of King's Landing now. Uh, sorry, Heroes Landing now. We want to get to the bathroom. We should have gone before we left. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I just saw Pizza Marshall coming back. Just focus, James. Focus. Focus. Ignore that. Focus. <laughs> Damn you, Marshall. Okay. okay. That's interesting. So I think we were saying, um, should we take the chains off her? Uh, take the chains off the chest. Okay. You take the chains off, no uh, problem at all. Mr. Seth, is that really in a uh, smart move? Well, we need to ask her a direction. And I don't know how good she'd be with directions from a box. Oh, 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 you're taking the chains off the box, gotcha. Yeah. So, uh, I'm going to draw my dag and start to open the box. Okay. So you open the box. Yep. Uh, um, as you do so, um, the uh, doppelganger launches themselves out of the box. Uh, you see just in this second that they are not in their true form. They have taken the form of uh, of Malar actually at this time, but only uh, a only a sort of five and a half foot version of uh, of Malar and just launch themselves oh, out of the box at me. Thick as little brother. Jimmy Rampart. Uh, uh, launches at you to try and attack, but feebly, completely misses uh, and sort of overbalances as they, they leap out and just kind of crashes, rolls out of the uh, of the trunk and all along uh, the kind of back onto the dirt road for kind of looking up. Malar, jump on her, quick. I assure you it's not necessary. Uh, Brook on Malar. 
casually saunters over and stands in the general vicinity of the double mallow now, I suppose. But there's no way this this headcat is getting out of here. And it looks at you uh, and then at the rest of the party. Oh, uh, I was not meaning to uh, escape from here. Uh, I just caught unawares that I was going to be taken out of this here box. Uh, <laughs> uh, how can I? How can I be of a service to you? Well, uh, oh, the eight go now. Uh, thank you very much. I uh, sell nothing like that. That is ridiculous. <laughs> For a doppelganger, you're pretty bad at that. Uh, oh, for a doppelganger, you're pretty bad at that. Oh, oh now I uh, cut that out. Uh, Mr. Step, should I uh, apply the zone? Oh, yes, uh, Mr. I mean, yes, Malala, yes. And uh, the doppelganger oh, at this, in this it, the doppelganger, as soon as you say that, uh, changes form into Seth. Uh, and then goes, goes no, that would be a terrible idea. Don't do it, don't do it. No, no, we're good. No, no. Seth says no. Uh, I think Discord doesn't like me. It's frozen with Malar giving me the finger. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> I'm not really sure how to follow that from James, but I will, um, no, I will throw... It's literally just frozen now. I will throw out a... Um, a zone of truth, then I need a charisma saving throw. That is DC 15, I believe. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh okay. Uh, passes this first time, rolled, rolled an 18 on the dice. I would say there is an interesting rules point about zone, which is that you have to make the check every six seconds until yep. you and then it's fixed. Nope, I remember you uh, pointed it out last oh, time. Yeah. I've, I've kept it, I've logged it because it makes the spell that much more useful. Um, so yeah, it's past this first one. Oh, Mr. Seth, just just hold on there. Make another check. Oh, you're gonna wait for <laughs> six seconds. All right. It's not currently yeah. being held, so it's just gonna try and move out of the space. Grukon drops a hand on its shoulder and says, "No, I don't think so." Okay, so can you make a uh, grapple check, please? Uh, darn. My previous roll was great. Well, ha well, hang on. I mean, I'm not trying to grapple it. Brucon isn't trying to grapple him. He's literally just putting his hand on his shoulder and saying, no, no. Oh, I see. Uh, okay. In which case, uh, roll again. This time it's an intimidation check. Cool. Uh, I see what you're doing. Oh, yeah, yeah, great. So good at that. Intimidation is, thy, thy name is Brucon. Uh, rolled the exact same uh, thing as I did last time, but uh, my bonus is not as good, so nine. Uh, nine, okay. Um, it's, it's kind of looks at you, well, you're trying to put a hand on its shoulder, which obviously means you're going to have to reach up to do that, and it just kind of looks down at you, snorts, and then spins and attempts to start running away out of the, out of the zone I'm this time. Gonna, I'm going to throw a dagger at her back as she runs. Okay, uh, make an attack crawl. It's been so long since I've rolled where am I dad? Uh, 16. 16, that will hit, yeah. Uh, it's just a normal dagger, so I don't think I've got sneak attack or anything like that. I don't think so. Uh, 
Eight damage. Eight damage, alright. And I'm gonna yell, stop running now. Does Brucon get an attack of opportunity when she loses sure. to that area? You, you can do, you can do. Um, I mean, yeah, you can make that attack of opportunity, and Seth, you can roll intimidation as well. But uh, we'll, do, we'll deal with Brucon first, but you can roll now. So, so 21. 21 hits, yeah. Uh, and then this will be an unarmed attack because he didn't, uh, Brucon did not have his sword oot, so uh, that will be 7 damage. Okay, so it's and, taken. And if, it, and if it's relevant, he's he's going for a, um, you know, a, a, a pressure point. And strike rather than um, trying to deal lethal. So, in the event that uh, it becomes relevant, he's going for non-lethal damage. Yeah, no, no problem. It's still up, um, but you do connect with it, and it uh, flinches, but keeps running. Then takes the dagger, and Seth shouts out. And uh, <clears throat> what did you get for your intimidation? Uh, Twenty-one. Twenty-one. It does stop in its tracks, actually, at this point. <laughs> Uh, Realising that also it's uh, it, when it stops, it is just outside of the zone of truth. Um, we dra- I dra- drag, uh, pull her back towards it. Gonna walk over to her, grab the shoulder, and push her to- into the zone. Um, it takes uh, it takes a couple of minutes to kind of herd them because they keep trying to avoid being grabbed and sort of start pivoting around she- the circle. But you eventually do lead, lead them forcibly there. back in. If she's trying to scare them to say to us that like, we had a deal, you tell us where to go to find Nerys, and we let you go. Any more unscathed than you currently are. Oh. And I'm just going to take my dagger back out, out of her back. Okay. And then as you pull the dagger out, it changes form again, this time to the one and only Nerys. Uh, and says, and says uh, what are you talking about? I'm right here. Malar, at this point, will come over and just, if this thing is on, sort of sat on the floor, even if it's not actually, just both hands on the shoulders and just holds in position. All right, uh, so it needs to make the Christmas egg again. It fails this time. So this, now it is oh, under the effect. There. Still in Nerys form. Um, when Malor got him to say to us that we're a couple hours out of Heroes Landing, which way do we need to go to find Nerys? Do you have a map? I actually do. So I'll pull up a map. Okay, looks at the map. Obviously, I'm not gonna just mark it on the map because if you do, if I do that, then you've got no reason to keep me alive. So I'm gonna uh, instead uh, just tell you the direction, and then you can pull me out another time, and I can send you a little bit further. I'm gonna say we're currently standing in a zone of truth. I we're telling you the truth when we say if you tell us where she is, we won't kill you. As long as everyone else says that they're not going to kill me if I tell them where we're going, right here under the zone of truth, which I'm guessing you've all agreed to uh, be under the influence of, then yeah, I'll uh, I'll cooperate. Yeah, the critical roll of twenty on his zone of truth. Twenty-one. Yeah, I'm the caster knows if people fail or not. 
But that's okay. One top of character. None of this needs to be something that we uh, establish. Yeah. Uh, with the double dagger. To be fair, Rukon is unlikely to mind about this anyway. Uh, he says, uh, "I promise not to kill you unless you give me a reason to reconsider that position." Bear in mind that you are affiliated with the group who abducted. I mean, giving you all the information that uh, that I have is probably a reason to uh, get rid of me, because then you got no more use for me, right? I don't kill people. Do me, I kill people because they present a threat to important people. Oh, well then you guys are really screwed when you face the red mages. <laughs> Oh, what can Damon uh... do? Sorry, James, go ahead. Me? I said, what can, uh, what, what can Damon do then? Name drop. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I don't... Oh, yeah, did... Do you guys, did you guys yeah. get the name Damon last time? Yes, Demaris. Um, yeah, thought so. Okay, uh, it looks surprised. This, uh... Oh, yeah. Well, uh, uh, yeah. Damon can uh, can do things, and he's just one of many uh, the kind of uh, high-ranking individuals in the order. So, uh... when you return to him, what were you gonna say to him? Were you gonna tell him that you killed us, or taken us off the trail of Maris, or? What were you going to do when you returned? I was meant to lead you as far away from where she was as I could. And uh, seeing as you guys were going to Rackville Manor anyway, I just had to kind of give you a little push in the right direction. Would, would they have cared if you brought us back as prisoners? That wasn't what I was ordered to do, so yeah, that would be a little bit suspicious. Is Plus, there any there's. Way that we could get in? I can lead you to the main entrance. Getting getting further than that, that's up to you. <laughs> Believe me, if I go back in there or even show my face after you guys have been in there, or even find a red mage after you've been in there, they're gonna want to kill me just as much as they're gonna want to kill you. I'm gonna turn to the Obrim. And I'm going to ask him, like, can you change into her, like you did with the kobold? Oh, um, sure. Um, we've seen the doppelganger in doppelganger form, right? Yep. Yeah. I do that. <laughs> That's cute, but of course, um, it's going to be a little bit uh, suspicious when you, uh, don't change from that form. I have a tendency to change quite a lot. <laughs> kind of my thing. I change into Maris. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Touche. Touche indeed. Oh, well. So if we went in, you wouldn't need to come in with us. But we could pose as you. What would we need to do to get in to get Mary? 
Uh, well, you'll have to uh, get past most of the... Um, there's a few traps there that you'd have to get past. Um, and uh, there's, of course, uh, the cavern that you'd have to get over. <laughs> the, uh, sorry, the, uh, I guess it's the, I call it the gap, the smoky gap. You'd have to get over that. <laughs> there are ways of doing that, but uh, you'll have to figure that out, don't you? I'm going to look at the map like this and just go, where the fuck are you sending us? Uh, I didn't catch, uh, did everyone say that they weren't going to kill me if I tell you where it is? I'm going to stick both around and like, yeah. You see, the, the, it's only at this point that you notice that the doppelganger has been, uh, most of this time has been staring intently at Mawal whilst having this conversation. Um, so oh. what did the rest of you say about the, uh, about killing them? Seth, I don't, I don't remember if you did. Yeah, I said that at the start, and I forgot a natural one on my saving throw, so I'm unfortunately telling the truth. If I can save, it'll be fine. I mean, I can save if I want to. I mean, I should probably keep it up just so that I can keep doing the impersonation of, of the, um, the doppelganger, otherwise it's lying if I'm not doing an impersonation. I don't know. Let's not get into the meta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Malar sort of pipes up with, the, oh, you uh, have nothing to fear from me uh, unless you uh, cross our path any further. I am content to uh, let you go free after we have uh, located Ms. Nerys. Uh, did you fail the check or did you succeed on it? I, I failed my own check. <laughs> uh, fleeting, did you succeed or fail? Uh, uh, I failed. Okay. All right, so two of you, so uh, Brucon and Leo currently don't, uh, so for succeeded, so they don't need to, um, unless they choose to fail. Okay. Um, so, so it's uh, then still looking at you and goes, okay, uh, holy man. Can you uh, tell me if the guy, the rest of them here, all uh, are under the influence of the spell or not? Oh well, uh, Mr. Seth is certainly under the influence of this particular spell, as myself, uh, uh, as is Mr. Fleeting. Um, I'm afraid that uh, did Leo purposely fail or? Uh, no, I passed, and I'm sitting with. Oh, okay. Uh, for now. Uh, I probably will tell uh, Actually, Malar will, will leave it at that. He will say that Seth and Fleeting and him are all telling the truth. His eyes kind of narrow and in Nera's form, kind of looking like how Nera's normally does, like frowning a bit, um, or at least in the time that you've known her. Um, okay, so I guess uh, the, the dwarf and the half-elf have... Uh, are not under the influence then. Well, that answers that, answers that question. So, I'm not going to put it on the map, but I will uh, say that you need to go back to Hilburg if you want to get there. 
Do we have to go all the way to Hillsburg? It's two days right away. Yeah, afraid so. Uh, why do you think I was happy for you to go this way in the first place? It's completely the wrong way. Let's put it back in the trunk. <laughs> oh, uh, right you are, Mr. Set. Just scoop her up and dump her in the trunk. She struggles and, like, keeps, like, progressively cycling through all of you, changing form, going, no, please, no, oh, I, I don't, I, I don't think this is a very good idea, it would be prudent if we were to, oh, uh, bestie, bestie, don't let me go in there, don't let me go in there, don't let me go back into the dark. Spells! And back in the thing. That was it. Lift down, chain on. Chain's back on, all right. You can still hear it pleading inside, but it's uh, it's contained. So, what do you guys want to do? Hillburg? We need to make... Yeah, we need to go quickly. It'll take us the rest of the day to get to that worn down town, and then another day to get back to Hillburg. So we'll have to stop at that in overnight. What if, what if we uh, ride through the night, get to Hillburg, take a long rest, and then go... Don't we, okay? don't we have the problem with this with um, eating? Ah. Yeah. Well, decision made then. <laughs> Sorry, uh, what, uh, what, uh, what was it? Yes. Um, in in <laughs> the in the intro, Jack said about uh, eating well. Any notes, not just... Yeah, I know, but, yeah, I know, but uh, that's a decision made, but I don't know what that was. We're going to have to stop somewhere at night, aren't we? So, were you... I mean, well, Can we not just, like, put a blanket over him? But, yeah, I mean... Put a really long leash on it. I think uh, he's half-strike. Um, the, uh, the halfling, um, Gary Bumblefoot, a counsellor from um, Morning Hill, who's been sort of sitting in the, the driver's seat at this time, um, which is quite unlike oh, yeah, most counsellors. Um, quite unlike most counsellors, uh, they would normally wouldn't be dare seem to be, you know, steering the horses themselves. They'd much rather be inside the carriage as the dignitary. Um, but has overheard uh, most of what's been going on and kind of pipes up at this point. Um, so, uh, if I'm right in thinking, you guys need to get to Hilburg as quickly as possible, but of course, there's the the problem with our um, furry companions. Um, <clears throat> perhaps um, if uh, if you need to get there um, with all due haste, then um, the best thing to do is probably to um, uh, to, to uh, ride through the night, and we can, uh, or even camp overnight we can work the horses we can try and go as fast as we can rather than stopping in in the town because uh, Oraglor, although it's not a um, reputable village still there's uh, a lot more life there and um i wouldn't want to put the, the uh, another village at risk of uh, werewolf attack so probably best that we're out on the road camped out somewhere than uh, being uh, in a vast populace, if you catch my drift. Is there oh, a... Uh... The no, he's not under, he's outside of it. No, are we still under it? Oh, yeah. Did you move out of the 15 foot? 
Yeah. Um, is there a place of worship in, was it Oroglor? Um, I don't rightly know, to be honest. I, I mean, there used to be, but um, it's, uh, well, well, there's been quite a few uh, riots over the last, uh, probably last century, especially the last couple of years, what with all, most of the mines closing. It was mostly a mining village, you see. And then since the, the war with uh, Richir, most of the... Uh, most of those mines have been closed and people being redistributed to the uh, to the border, you know, across the the the, uh, the Mountains. I mean, when we were there, we did accidentally start the riot, so I can't imagine if there is a place of worship. It's probably not a good one. They didn't care when we started the riot a whole day later. I forget, what did we do at Oroglor? I completely forget. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, this was with the bandits outside. We beat up the pub keeper, took him hostage, took two more hostages, uh, threw coins out in the pub, and made everyone go crazy for money. Do we chop off somebody's hand? We're here, yep. Yeah. We're here. Alan. <laughs> oh, and someone got devoured by rats. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That happened. We're great heroes. Maybe we it... shouldn't go back in then. Oh yeah. Oh. I did want to stab the innkeeper again. I mean, let's go to the cat. Yeah. So, uh, are you saying? So, I'm going to strongly suggest that we should probably um, not, well, not stop in the in the village, rather uh, out on the road, just to avoid. Uh, the werewolves being let loose on a defenseless population. Um, that that would be what I would do anyway. But we can work the horses and try and get even further. Uh, maybe we can go all the way past uh, Oroglor before we have to uh, settle down for the night. Oh, uh, I, I I would uh, I would be inclined to agree with uh, you there, sir. Um, anybody else? Well, if we're if, if we're concerned about uh, lycanthropy, uh, uh, couldn't we block up the the windows in the carriage? Well, I guess if we were to get some uh, get get some uh, some materials, like uh, some wood or and, uh, and and the like, it's only the windows really that need to be boarded up, and oh, and the doors, of course, need to be uh, uh, barricaded because they don't really have uh, locks, as it were. No, but if if we're but if we block up the windows, then we shouldn't need to block the doors, should right. we? For future, what if we just beat up police? That's a fair we point, though, Dom. Best friends. That's, Best a fair, friends. that's a fair yeah. point. There is a uh, the, the yeah the handle is on the outside of the doors, so I guess if the windows are completely uh, boarded up, then uh, yeah. So we board up the windows. We knock fleeting unconscious, and we. And uh, at this point, uh, <laughs> um, the two um, uh, the two charges, um, Greta and uh, Captain Mandeville, who have been inside the um, the carriage, uh, Greta pops her head out uh, through the window, goes goes, oh yeah, it sounds like such an adventure. I'm very much looking forward. Yeah. I get on horsey and I start to move away. I forgot she was there. Uh, Okay, um, so uh, I guess Let's that sounds go. like 
that sounds like agreement. So, um, okay, so guys, you continue uh, traveling on um, for the next few hours uh, along, along the road, but well, most of the day. Um, and it's, uh, it's a, again, as I said, uh, said at the end of the last session, it's a relatively pleasant day. Um, if it wasn't for the troubles that you've been feeling uh, uh, due to the uh, this sort of revelation with Neris and of course um, having to deal with these werewolves, you'd actually probably be quite uh, enjoying uh, the sunshine. Um, but it seems to have taken a back seat compared to uh, the troubles that you're now having to deal with. Um, you continue on undisturbed and uh, at a pace. You manage to uh, you manage to get you will get to Auraglor. You may get past it, but what I'm going to need is um, Seth. Can you make a Constitution check, please, for the for Horsey? <laughs> cool. I'm just pull up Horsey. Uh, what type of horse was he again? Was it a riding horse? Um, I believe I said it was a riding horse. Yeah. Fourteen. Fourteen. Yep, it's enough. So, um, with the carriage as well, you guys push on through, really encouraging the horses. Um, you get through Auraglor, no problem at all, and you recognise uh, the tavern there. Seems to be busy uh, as you as you ride straight past it. it seems that there's a uh, not in a riotous way like last time you were there. It seems to be you know quite full of uh, of, uh, of townsfolk and seems to be doing doing good business. Um, you also do see, um, as you did last time you were here, you do see um, the, uh, the vagrants and uh, you see plenty of uh, destitution again as you come, come through here. It's not a, a wealthy place at all. It's been hit pretty hard. Um, several um, of the beggars and so on start reaching out their hands towards the, um, towards the carriage as you guys go past. Um, and you can and you continue out of the village. Uh, Manar will um, throw some copper at the beggars, sort of like. I 10, was wondering 15 if you. <laughs> so I stopped there, like, um, maybe? Okay, yeah, great. And yeah, you throw it, and, uh, and you see a very appreciative um, uh, lady kind of cradling a, a small child in, in under one arm, uh, just wrapped up in simple cloth. And um, she just. Bends down to grab, grab the coins, just looks up at you and goes, Blessings of the eight upon you! Oh, uh, and also on you. And she barely catches it as, as the carriage rides past uh, you saying that, but the sentiment was there. So you continue on, uh, and you manage to get, before dark, you manage to get um, within, within sightline of Half Light Forest. Um, it's uh, it's just on the horizon at this point, but you know that um, Half Light Forest does overlook Hillburg, and this gives you hope because you know that this means you're closer to where you need to be. So um, you're going to need to camp down for the night, um, which means you'll, you can take a long rest, but you'll need to establish who's doing watches throughout the evening, and obviously make your preparations. Uh, Half Light Forest. Is that the same one on? Is it the same forest as the one on the other side of Hilberg? Like, does it encircle Hilberg? Yeah, 
So, um, yeah, Half-Life Forest is the one that you've kind of gone around a few times um, because Half-Rage is on the opposite side of it to Hilberg, and then you've kind of had Flaming Jacks between, and you've kind of skirted around the edges. Is it the same forest where we found cockatrices? Yes. Who... Can anyone do... Boy, I'm going to ask the group. Can anyone do voices and, you know, stuff they've heard before? Um... Check how that I need to mimic voices heard for at least one minute. Voices, I'm guessing, not sound. But I can do. Can anyone, um, can anyone do a cockatrice call? If you've got minor illusion, that would be a good thing to do. That kind of. I can do a minor illusion. Oh, I, I can do that. Yeah. Um, do we want to call cockatrice to us? If we get a. If we get cockatrices, we can undo the petrification on Lady Grandport. Oh! The statue that um, we've got, yeah. We, we still have her. Yes! Episode 3. Um, We're gonna do it. Yeah, uh, the Oberyn's not gonna think any further than that, and we'll start just making cockatrice quote. Okay, so, um, are you doing this before you start sort of making camp for the evening? As soon as Seth asks the can people make noises type of question, 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 um, question um, uh, just replies, oh, no, absolutely not, and, and starts, um, you know, getting out, uh, you know, uh, better old setting up the fire and so on. He's just kind of busying himself with things he can usefully be coaching. Manar will assist Brucon in that. We've got two people doing camp at least. Cool. Base section are working on the on the setting up camp. I'm gonna start making actual physical cockatrice call noises, and then I'm gonna see Leo using minor illusion and just go, oh shit, I can do that. <laughs> use minor illusion as well instead of actually making the noise. Okay. Yes. Um, so you do so. Um, you do so for a few minutes. Uh, probably. Yeah, I'm probably only gonna do it for like ten minutes and then give up. Yeah, that that seems fair. Um, yeah, and that, the time goes by, and uh, it appears n it, nothing appears in that time. At least, no cockatrices at that time. Um, no, it seems quiet. Again, you are quite. As I said, the forest is on the horizon, so it's not particularly close. So you may need to get like towards the edge of the forest before you uh, start doing start luring out cockatrices. They they you haven't seen them on the plains very much, which is where you currently are. But, uh, but you tried. It was a good. It was a good, good idea. Save that for later. Don't think they're coming. Uh, I'm unhappy to keep first watch if everyone else wants to start bedding down. That's uh, fair enough. I'd say it's probably good we did that as well because if they were around and they had come yeah. during the night, it's a lot better if they come while we're awake. Very true. Okay, so, so uh, if, you, if you guys want to sleep, I'll take first watch. Okay, cool. Who's doing the other three? Oh, we'll uh, take second. Two hours intervals, isn't it, that we can do? Yeah, two hour intervals, yeah. yeah. So, so we just need four people to stay what? So, um... Seth, Brucon, then Malar. Brucon off third. Then Brucon. And then Leobrin on final watch? Okie dokie. All right. 
Great. Um, so you decide your watches, but before you uh, get to that, you need to uh, board up the uh, carriage. Fortunately, there um, there is uh, some there, there is some wood paneling which you can remove from the inside of the carriage. Um, it will make it a bit threadbare, but desperate times, you can certainly use that. Unless you have anything else that you could board up windows with. No, no, I don't think we do. Okay, who does anyone have any tool proficiencies like um, carpentry or? Any anything that they think might be applicable to uh, to doing this. Uh, Practical skills. Definitely not. In really, yeah, quite, yeah, exactly. Yeah, being useful in a generic situation. No. <laughs> I'm good at cartography. I could draw a map of this plane. Definitely not. Bruco or Leo Brown. Okay, what is drawing a map? Um, Mallow will hum in Loxodon behind him because that's all he can bring to this part. Uh, well, the one thing Brucon could do would be, um, you know, being, being uh, you know, having having been trained in the discipline of um, you know uh, self-denial and um, asceticism at the monastery, at the Barkfair monastery, he could. Um, take up shop. He could drape his bedroll over one of the instead of just using it, you know, properly. He could drape it over the one of the windows and then sit on it for his um, spell at watch or and or um, you know just to kind of make himself comfortable in a way that keeps the bedroll in position while he's resting. It's the best I've got. <laughs> You've got lots of rope if you have tight. If it involves stunts, punching things, or turning it into alcohol, Brucon's your guy. Otherwise, um, I think we should get fleeting, just blind drunk. We'll get. Well, uh, I think if we find some cockatrices, we'll make some petrification stuff, and we'll make cockatrice spear so it just gets you completely stunned. Fleeting wow. Even though, in theory, it ought to make you not stoned, but anyway, yes. So, uh, Fleeting Look, you um being relatively quiet up until this point. Is there anything that you wanted to do while these guys are making their preparations and so on? What time in the day is it? Um, so, it's about 5pm this time. Sun's waning. Are there any trees nearby? Um, there's a there's a couple of trees. Um, it's uh, relatively open land here, but there is the odd tree. Yes, okay. a pine. Uh, could I uh, tear a branch off one of the nearby tree? Uh, sure, I could do so. Thank you. Um, I'm going to take it to the carriage and affix it to the ceiling, kind of wedging it in between the two sides. Uh, okay, um, just just forcing it to to fit into the gap, or have you got any anything to like nail it in place, for instance? I don't think so. Uh, just forcing it into the gap. It's it's exactly the right length to force. It's uh, it is slightly too long, but if you force it, you can probably like it will probably bend into place. Uh, so can you make uh, an athletics check for me, please? 
17. 17? 17 is enough. It looks pretty sturdy. Looks like you've wedged it pretty well. Okay. That's fine. Thank you. Excellent. Um, also, um, when you, uh, uh, when you uh, fix this, um, this branch, you lay down your, um, lay down Fair Storm, which you, you keep to hand most of the time. You lay it down on the ground, um, just so you get both hands free to push it up. And as you, uh, and you put, once you put it in place, you look to the, to the hammer to instinctively go and pick it up. And again, as happened once before, it almost seems to jump into your hand. Like, you're not sure because of how swiftly you were moving to grab it, whether it moved at all or whether it was your imagination, but just as you do it, just, it seemed like some sort of magnetism between you and it. Oh, uh, it's okay. Fleeting actually felt that before, but towards a person, not, not an object. So, yeah, so it's not an entirely new experience for you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so that happens. And as for the rest of you, who's going to be carrying out the, the work here to, to uh, board up? Two of you can do this. Malar and anyone else? Yes, Malar will, Malar will do what he's... We're kind of pitching. All right. Okay, the Dwarf and the Locks are done. Okay, so... While... Yep. While they construct, uh, Leopold's going to summon his flock of familiars and just scout like the surrounding area to make sure that there's not any threats that aren't um, proper places. Sure, good idea. Um, okay, <laughs> it's a, you, it's an excellent point. We have we have been incredibly thorough <laughs> repulsing cockatrice-based threats. Um, so you can possibly make... so in terms of everything else. You can make a perception check, uh, Leopold. Just keep an eye on me. Um, as for the uh, as for Brucon and uh, and for Malar, can you both make? Hmm. Okay. So for this, you're not going to get the proficiency. You haven't got the tool proficiency. Um, so uh, I, I think first of all, before you carry out the repairs, can you make uh, just a general intelligence check? Please. Row, raggy. All right. They roll hot on it and, and realize this is stupid. Okay, <laughs> this is it's all entirely down to uh, gamble the little guards. Uh, eight. And Mal, what did you get? A lab coat and goggles. Three. Three. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so this isn't your normal area of expertise, but, uh, you know, I mean, how hard could it be? I mean, just board up the windows. Like, that seems pretty straightforward. Uh, okay, so now can you both make... Um, uh, okay, so... Uh, one of you needs to do the heavy lifting. The other one needs to be sort of doing the affixing. Who would like to do what? I will lift. Mal will lift. He's good at lifting. He's mm -hmm. got all of this. Brucon will um, sit, stand on, on the roof of the garage uh, and, and um, do the precision work. So, um, probably a good idea, Brucon, because you're the one with the Everyone work. should be panicking right about now. Because, uh, as far as I'm aware, you don't have I'm, any. I'm keeping what? Ah, yes, yes. Um, as far as I'm aware, you guys don't have anything to affix stuff like nails or spikes, but you do have a lot of rope which you could use to secure stuff. Um, so maybe that would help. 
Um, Malar, you need to make um, you make a strength check with advantage because you've got um, your heavy lifting capacity, capacity as a loxodon. Brucon, um, this will be um, just a, just a general dexterity check. Was that a strength check for Malar or athletic? A strength for this one, please, but you get advantage. And then generic dexterity for Brucon. Exactly. Nineteen. Seventeen. Looking pretty good, guys. Um, following your quite shaky plans, I mean, it's not even not even IKEA levels of uh, of, of pictograms. Um, your your plan, um, but um, you do the best job that you can. Everything is secured fairly well. You think it's pretty secure. Um, yeah, you kind of sit back and admire your work and think you've done a good job. I mean, Brucon Brucon goes a Emar. High five, and and, and and does a a big like a super over elaborate like aerial high five on the way past as he jumps off the roof of the of the carriage. Some top gun bullshit. And then as he goes by, yeah. Um, uh, you know, I won't make you roll for that because I think that's a beautiful moment and it should should remain. <laughs> um, Just as to confirm, yeah, we we have tied wood to the carriage, assuming that will permit our lycanthropic colleagues to change. Well, uh, yeah, the, the original idea was to block out the, the whatever it was that, because in the, in the manor, when everyone went, when everyone wolfed out, there was a it's, lot of... It, it's more there, for okay. theatre of the mind. I just want to understand what this looks like in my head, yeah, yeah. and I'm pretty yeah, sure it's fucking ridiculous. Black, but... Yeah, World War Two blackout <laughs> curtains done by absolute halfwits. <laughs> yeah, so, so there were curtains inside. There were curtains inside the carriage, but um, uh, over the windows. But what you guys have done, uh, in addition to that, um, is basically uh, board up everything, so that you can uh, stop them getting out, um, so they won't be able to exit because you've put boards across the the doors, and also try to block out the moonlight as best as you can. That's, that's essentially what it looks like. There's a few gaps in slats and so on, and you're not using like two by fours because there's none of those like lying around. So you're using sort of bracken branches and pulled kind of fascias and, and uh, bits of wood off of the carriage, extra bits that weren't needed, basically. So it's a bit ramshackle, but you'll probably do the job. Um, to the elves then, so uh, the half elf, should I say. Um, so, Leobrin, what did you get on your perception check? I'm sorry it's a little while ago. Well, I'm wasting my good checks on my, you know, pets that will vanish in an hour. Uh, I have advantage on perception checks involving sight, and I rolled a 19 and a 20, so that's 23 on that perception check. For, for the rats? For the, for the owls. Oh, the owls! Oh, well, of course you did, yes. The flock of familiars, I apologise, yes. You have so many animals now, but a menagerie of animals to call upon. Um, to conjure, should I say. Nature warlock. <laughs> um, yep, they're keeping a vigil. They're looking... Yeah, they, they uh, don't see any any hostile movement at this time. Everything seems pretty calm tonight. Um, so before you begin watches, is there anything else you guys wanted to do? You all happy? Cool. Okay, so we will jump back to you guys momentarily, but I feel it's probably about time that we switch over to Neris to find out what's happening with her. So. Sup. Hello, Marta. Thank you for your patience. 
<laughs> Hello, London! Welcome! Hello! <laughs> Welcome to my office! And now... Here, have a seat. It's that... for you. Look, it's companion cube. That's... Uh, we talked about this um, off-stream, and um, that is very cute, but Mars didn't know what it was originally for... Well, originally, for me? Yeah, you said you, you, said you didn't I, know no, exactly I what said, it was. No, no, no. I, like, I, I knew of it. I, I put a portal. <laughs> It's not a real fan. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. Let's sorry. <laughs> now the twelve points from uh, from Martha hey. to no. Uh, okay, so so Neris, um, I need you to roll a history check for me, please. A history check. A history okay. check. A uh, history. Not a hysteria. That was last uh, time. That is. Let me just. Double check history, history, history. Ah, oh, that is a non-natural twenty. Very nice, non-natural twenty. Okay, so you can recall um, as you come to, you recall some information, um, some more as you've been waiting patiently with this anger mm -hmm. burning inside of you. You've had time to meditate a bit. Um, as as an elf, you need to trance um, only for four hours per day to get your rest. Mm -hmm. And you do succumb to that and need to do that. Um, but you do recall more information about what has transpired with the uh, Red Mages. Um, so you remember being tied to the slab. You remember being injected and having some of your blood being taken from you. You remember the burning rage and anger feeling inside. You could feel it kind of overwhelming you like a fire, only this time, unlike when you cast spells, your skin wasn't catching fire. This was just an emotional, internal fire. Um, you remember that, uh, again, about the mentioning of the blood, about how this could be used to bring about the dawn of a new world. Harken, uh, the likes of which have not been seen since the days of the dragons. Which you recall with your history check that that was in the first age, the times of myth and legend, the time of the dragons, when several um, dragons had dominion over the many lands, and it was carved up because of, because of the dragons, the whole chromatic order of dragons. There was there were many uh, that were based in different parts of the world. You remember through um, what you learned also as a child uh, in Kothar because dragons were uh, are worshipped in places as gods and the dragons of old are the ones that are name-checked uh, according to this ancient faith. You remember that there uh, is one in Burek that had dominion over Rachir, uh, a bronze dragon. The name escapes you, but you remember um, you remember the lightning that spew from it. Um, you also remember that there was uh, a green dragon from way off east in Athiski. This one again, you don't recall its actual name, but you remember that all of the dragons had nicknames that they were otherwise known as, and you kind of toss these over in your head to try and remember which one was which. And at the moment, you can't seem to decipher what all of the dragon's names were, but what you do remember is, um, you remember that it, that the green dragon was the one that held dominion over Ithiski, 
poison being the uh, being the the uh, uh, the kind of element and effect associated with this particular dragon. And you remember this one, although you don't remember by name, you remember that it was called Salasen. But the one that sticks in your mind most of all, the red dragon, the one that you saw in a vision a few days back, that uh, has haunted your dreams, although you haven't recalled it until this time, there's that deja vu feeling when you see this dragon face staring straight into your eyes, looking intently, almost smiling, if dragons can smile. This one, you remember, was known as the Deceiver and had a, a fire the likes of which have not been seen uh, elsewhere in, in the world. There were rumours that the Deceiver um, cleansed much of the many lands with its fire. Kothar apparently was once uh, a thriving um, sort of floral pasture, but it was burnt to ash under the dominion of the Deceiver. And now only the red sands remain and the ruins of what was once uh, a great civilization was completely decimated and overtaken by this dragon and its dragonborn forces. And uh, judging by the aesthetic of the red mages and the propensity for fire magic that you have seen, the evocation magic, part of you starts to wonder if maybe you are part of something much greater but also much more terrible than you had ever anticipated. When you were a child and you were told to flee, uh, sorry, when you were younger and you were always with your parents avoiding the uh, the red brand, uh, the red mages trying to get a, a get away from them and uh, trying to avoid capture along with your parents and then you were eventually sent off away from Kothar towards Burekrin which is where you've ended up to meet an aunt and uncle that you've never never met before but supposedly they were meant to look after you could this be why is your is your blood is there something inside you that the red mages need to help bring about these dragons? These are the kind of questions that kind of pop into your mind at this point. And yeah, it does add to the rage. Is there anything else that you, is there any, I'm gonna say, say to you sort of, to Marta, is there anything else that you wondered about that you thought Neris may want to ponder on that perhaps you may get some more information from? Uh... <laughs> it's a big question. <laughs> so I've, I realise I've just info dumped a bit. So I thought, okay, let's, yeah, let's give you give um, it floor open to you for questions. <laughs> uh, uh, I, uh, what did I know of Damon before? Because clearly I've I've interacted with him multiple times, and he's approached me before, and in our earlier conversations, what would I have sort of absorbed from him in terms of my feeling around him, things yeah. he said to me, like that that kind of Um, Okay, uh, so I would, could you make an insight check, please? Mm -hmm. <laughs> this will help complement your history check from earlier. It's not that good. Uh, <laughs> that's nine. Nine, okay, no worries. Um, so, uh, not a one. 
It's certainly not a one. That's that's that's, that's definitely true. Um, Nine is not one. <laughs> it's it's eight higher. Um, and yeah, that, that's still that's good. Um, so um, what you recall uh, of Damon? Um, he seems to take a, a a big interest in you personally, and uh, your parents or adoptive parents, as they were, very protective over you and. Uh, when you were first approached, you know, you had you knew you different because this was the first red mage that had ever spoken to you. You didn't even know what the red mages were. You just saw this uh, this half elf uh, with his blonde goatee, with a kind of wicked smile. Um, seems to take a great interest in you. Yeah, now he certainly was an uh, was an adult, a young adult, but still. Whereas you, um, in, at least in elven terms, were were quite young and naive and uh, you know you, you thought this just a just a nice guy but as soon as you had mentioned uh, to your parents or when they'd witnessed him sort of speaking to you you got the sense that uh, they were worried that he was maybe being predatory in a sense towards you that, that they were worried what he wanted with you and as time went on it wasn't just Damon who was kind of approaching you and keeping an eye on you there were for other followers, they seem to look up to him. He seemed to be somebody of rank and importance within their group. Um, but yes, once more of them started appearing, your parents being the uh, adventuring types that they were and the knowledgeable sorts, decided that maybe this, maybe, maybe this should be avoided. And that's when you started moving around, uh, around Kothar, trying to avoid detection from them it was always from them and at this point when you started moving around they did explain a little bit more to you about about Damon and the red mages you knew to avoid them at all costs but they wouldn't they wouldn't give you hard reasons as to why it was just that they these are, are evil uh, men these are this is a an organization they they are a cult they don't want anything good nothing good will come from interloping with them uh, and you were to stay away from them. And you understood by their, by the gravity, the sort of the grave look they had when they talked to you about this, that this was no laughing matter, this was serious. Um, and yes, since, since then, dealing with Damon, he seems to be, has a fanatical devotion to his order, to this cult, this religious group. You're not entirely sure where the Red Mages sit as an organisation, they held a lot of sway in Kothar. They seem to be the nearest thing to a kind of political force that you'd witnessed in Kothar, whereas generally um, most uh, settlements and groups are really just a hodgepodge of people, relatively lawless, just trying to make their own way, um, but coming together out of necessity for survival rather than anything else. Okay. So you wait patiently. Uh, I think I've lost audio. Uh, as in from me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now I can. Yeah. Okay. Fine. It looked like. Um. Right. So. So, so what's next? Uh, yeah. Okay. Apologies. I've been, no I've been losing your your audio a bit as well. Um. But not not to worry. Um. Yeah. Likewise. <sighs> what's next? I have no more. Questions. Yeah. Great. Um, okay. So you wait patiently. Um, hoping to uh, exact your revenge when the time is right. So, can you make a perception check for me, please? 
Not the good perception is eight. Eight. So you uh, you try to listen out to uh, hear when uh, when uh, guards or uh, other mages may be approaching the cells to come get you for whatever they have planned next. Obviously, you are distracted, lost in your own thoughts, reflecting on everything that you've uh, you've reawoken in your mind, uh, your past experiences, and so on. As you try to process everything, it kind of pulls your focus away from the uh, from your revenge momentarily. Um, and over the next uh, the hours pass by, and there doesn't seem to be any disturbance yet. Your aunt is still lying here, lifeless in the room with you. Nobody's come to collect her yet. Sometime later, mm. <laughs> as you wait there patiently, sometime later the door swings open. Hello? Can you hear me? Doesn't appear to be any sound uh, as as the door opens. <laughs> oh, come on, dude. I, say, I, I th- thought I lost sound. Sorry. Um, apologies. Uh, so the door swings open. Doesn't appear to be anyone there. Can you make another perception check for me, please? Can't <laughs> okay, grab my thing. That is seven. Sorry, one more time. 17. 17. Uh, it, it sounded like 7. I was like, no! Okay, 17. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With 17, then, you notice... Uh, you do notice some footprints in just being... emerging in the uh, in the dusty floor of this, of this room, approaching where your aunt's body lies. Not far away from you. Maybe 10 feet away from you. I'm going to have one, one look in that direction, just like that. that gives some stuff, and then cast Firebolt. All right, make an attack roll. Add it. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, that's two. Two. Wildly, it, it would be with disadvantage anyway because they're invisible. But you throw them out there; yeah. it doesn't matter. Misses just goes straight through. You think where uh, where the footprints are. You think, okay, this this will be it. Line it up and just hits the wall at the back. No effect, seemingly. Okay, uh, that I'm gonna do, use something that has a little bit more area. Yes, I right. guess. So I'm going to, uh, so it's it's relatively nearby, right? It's just like five, ten feet away from me. Yep. Well, I'm going to step towards it okay. and cast Sword Burst. Uh, so you do this, and these uh, the twisted blades that you saw on this uh, on this undead entity that you uh, that was conjured in your mind a, a yeah. phantasm. You uh, fought off uh, and then turned out to be your aunt. Suddenly, 10, 15 of these twisted blades appeard around you as you expel sword burst from you. 
I'm on. I I want to murder this. There's no there's no change in expression on Eris's face. She's just walking towards this, and she just wants to mm-hmm. murder it. So yeah. So what happens? <laughs> I just cast sword burst. Yeah, yeah. So do I get it? Did I get it? Nothing happens. But you do hear a. <laughs> Oh, it's such fun toying with you, Neris. And then you see, um, walking into the doorway now, cool as you like, hood still up on his uh, red cloak, uh, Damon, walk into the room. Can you, can you repeat that? I just heard, uh, 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 Damon walk into... (laughs) Okay, as cool as you like, Damon appears in the doorway and walks into the room, saying it's so much fun to toy with you. Hmm. I see you made short work of uh, your adversary. <laughs> She'd outlive her usefulness anyway. She's not why we're here. You are. She just stares him down. What are you gonna? Where, what are you trying to do here? I was going to dispose of uh, this. If that's what you're asking. You, you touch her the last thing you ever try to do. <laughs> I don't think so. But I commend your spirit nonetheless. Did not get an intimidation check at all. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? That's fair. You can make an intimidation check, sure. Okay. But that didn't help me. That's a nine. <laughs> nine. Uh, he does laugh so, off. Yeah. He seems sincere in the way that he's laughing off, whereas if you'd succeeded, he might. it might have seemed like he was maybe putting it on. <laughs> Um, doesn't seem particularly phased by you. He doesn't see you as a threat. Not after everything that's happened. Um, he snaps his fingers. And an armoured uh, gentleman, actually appears to be in plate armour, still with the red cowl um, that Damon wears, uh, comes into the room. You can see there's a, a large weapon at his back. Uh, and a shield in uh, tucked on one arm. He uh, approaches... Moves past Damon and uh, goes to grab uh, the uh, Argentia. Um, I am going to. Uh, what am I going to do? It's a very good question. I am going to cast. Uh, uh burning hand. At at him. First level? Uh, Yeah, I go for first level. I don't want to blow all my second level spell right away. That seems fair. Just gather the d6s. Okay. Uh, Right, yeah, so he needs to roll. No? Uh, Yes. Alright. Uh, dexterity saving throw, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, I rolled a three, so that definitely fails. Okay. So that is twelve. Uh yes, twelve points of damage. Twelve points of damage, alright. Hang on one second. <laughs> Didn't expect that. I'm not making this up as I go along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And yeah. if anything got towards Damon, that's even better. Great. Um, uh, Damon would be in the blast, to be fair. Make him roll, that motherfucker. Uh, he also failed the check. Shall I? So he gets the same amount of damage, right? Yeah. How much damage was it, sorry? 12. 12. 12. 1, 2. 12. 12. 6 and 2 threes. All right, but uh, interestingly, um, Damon doesn't flinch, and he just smiles, and you see, uh, uh, and you see that he um, seems to absorb some of that, some of the damage. The fire kind of goes over him, and he's not bothered. Motherfucker! Sorry, <laughs> sorry, right. viewers. That's all right. Um, the other one does seem to be bit more perturbed by this <laughs> puts down plate armor is getting hot puts down the um puts down your aunt's body and then uh moves up to you uh pulls out his uh he pulls out a glaive a very, this large pole arm that you saw behind me pulls it out so he's still 10 feet away from you this very large uh pole with a sword on the end essentially a, a glaive and he just kind of grimaces, grips it tighter, and suddenly the uh, blade at the end is engulfed in flame itself. So just, just I'm going to walk up to him, to face him. Also, I'm on, I am now on fire, so that's probably going to hurt him a little bit more. Uh, One yeah. d. Once you get within five feet, ten. Yeah, feet. yeah. I walk here. Yeah. I. I I strap right up to face him, and so there's the flames engulfing, and this should be singeing whatever facial hair he has, unless he's that that much taller than me. I don't know. Um, so I'm gonna roll d4. If that's okay. Um, or not? Uh, yeah, yeah, do it, do it, go for it. That is two. Two. Again. And da Damon's also in that area, and he doesn't seem affected by this. Um, yeah, but the other guy. Can I can I put a hand? Can I put my hands on my aunt on her body? Um, the, um, I would say at this point you're gonna need to roll initiative. Okay, because I was what I was gonna do is put my hand on her body yep. and cast burning hands to burn her body so they can't take it. Sure, you can do that. Um, so you can do that on your next turn. So we'll roll the initiative okay. first, and then you can do that. Okay. Cool. Oof. Five. Five. Wow, we all rolled terribly there. Um, <laughs> it's Damon first, though, with nine, but the other guy is slower than you, so you go after Damon, okay? Um, okay. Uh, Damon looks at you and grins. Uh, He's not gonna kill me. Like, he needs, he needs me alive, I'm assuming. So, maybe I'm assuming wrong, but See, so, like so he would have killed me before. So he it seems. He... And he kind of points a finger up to you and goes, "I think uh, time for a timeout." Don't you think, Neris? <laughs> uh, you need to make. Uh, I just hang on. Okay, on Dad. I need to what? Uh, you need to make a saving throw, but I just need to find out what it is. Hang on one second. Uh, yes, can you make a charisma saving throw? Uh, 
So for saving throws, do I do I add whatever I have the plus for charisma? Uh, for charisma saving throw, if, and if you're proficient. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, if I'm proficient. Uh, uh, no, I'm I'm only saying that because you're saving There we go. There we go. Okay. So I am at. What'd you get? Sorry. Fifteen. One five. One five. Oh, I got fifty five zero. Good. Oh, does that does that succeed? Hang on one second. That just fails. With that. No. Sorry. With no! that. You uh, are banished. You suddenly are enveloped in complete darkness. Despite your dark vision, you cannot see anything around you. It just seems to be complete blackness around you. Um. <laughs> no, uh, and uh, it seems to you seem to be stuck in this void this space for what seems a lifetime all these thoughts again circling through your mind about the dragons about what you've heard uh, Damon the red mages the blood everything just, just trying to piece everything together before suddenly you snap back into the cell the door's closed your aunt's body's gone you're very much alone again. You were banished uh, for a minute. And they'd left. Uh, she starts, she gets more and more frustrated because she's just banished in, in hell and everything. She just like, basically starts pacing around the room and, and, uh, just kind of goes, like, looks at the door. I, is the door still wooden? Or is it the same kind of door? Uh, yeah, it looks like it, yeah. She figures, however many cells are going to put me in, like, oh, he needs to keep me alive, clearly. He could have killed me right there. So let's be as much of a pain in the ass <laughs> as possible. All right. So, oh, uh, oh, I don't have a gun as our scorch. Um... So I'm going to cast, I'm going to walk up to the door and cast Burning Hands first level on it to set the door on fire. Sounds good. Uh, to destroy every door. Yeah, yeah, roll some damage, please. Dommage. It's a dommage. Uh, dommage. <laughs> when you've been playing for 34 sessions, <laughs> it's dommage. There's some dommage. Uh, that will be 10. 10, 10 points of damage. The wood burns away. And then, uh, and then from doing so, you then see that, oh, okay, you've burned away the wood uh, sort of frontage. It's actually now, this one is a metal door. It's, it's completely looks wrought iron. Well, then, has it been damaged at all? The, the metal hasn't, but the wood has been destroyed. Well, then, I cast... Mm. Yeah, try doing first level burning hands again. Okay. Because uh, on the uh, f uh, focusing on the hinge, one of the hinges. Okay, good idea. Mm. Oh, five. Five. It, it holds. Doesn't seem to have done much damage. You may have. You may have made it a bit, uh, bit. You may have burned away the oil, so it's going to be a bit squeakier next time it opens. But it's uh... well. Then I'm going to cast second level burning hand. 
on it again. Okay. Uh, I'm not going anywhere. For the sake of brevity, (laughs) uh, I would say that you continue using your magic, trying to burn through this door, but it's just not budging. Um, You... uh, you, you seem to kind of erode bits and pieces. Even, bits even, and the, bits. even the hinges just doesn't go. Even the hinges, they they uh, they don't. They they uh, you do melt away some of like the like I said the oil and and so forth, but the metal itself doesn't seem to corrode or melt. It seems to maintain form. It doesn't seem to be being affected by your magic for some reason. Um, yeah. Well, then I hit the door. Yeah. In frustration. Okay. Pain. <laughs> And then I walk back and sit down in the middle of the room and go back to meditate. There's nothing else I can do. No, no. There's. So, um, there, I mean, you can see now with the wood removed that the, this door has a key lock. And you look at it and you like, well, if I could use thieves tools, I'd be able to get it out. If I could uh, pick locks, I know someone who can, but it's not me. It's very frustrating. Yeah. Um, okay. But if, unless there's anything else exploratory you wanted to do at this time, we'll have to leave you there, no, trapped and frustrated. To do, so. I'm so I'm so sorry. Um, is it's okay. It's just saying, like, let's not linger on this. No, they do. they literally want to keep you there. So um, <laughs> so you're you, you are I, stuck I, there I for now. I got that feeling. Yeah. All right. So we'll we'll switch back then uh, from Neris then to to the rest of the party. So um, so you're undertaking your watches for the evening. Um, you all, the night goes through without incident. You all take your watches. No issues there. The, um, could Malar yeah. have done something just before he sort of turns into the night? Sure. Um, since it's going to be refreshed, uh, he's going to burn uh, uh, his second, third level spell slot and send another message to Neris. Great. Uh, <clears throat> Neris, be strong. We are on our way. Couple of days away, but we have our own problems. May the aid be with you. Love job. Lovely job. Thank you. Can uh, I? Is that a, something I can respond to? Yeah, indeed you can. Okay. And as you're feeling frustrated, pent up rage uh, from trying yeah. to break through this door, you hear this. Tell them. So I was gonna hurry. Or I'm going to kill them all. If you, you want to save these people, you right now. <laughs> you still have 17 words, like. Anything else you want to say? They're, nope. not in, they're not trapped in there with them, they're trapped in there with you. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. the vibe I'm getting. So. Well, that's, that's her general feeling right now because she will literally burn them all and she knows Mallory will largely disapprove. But right now she's like, if you don't get here, fast enough, I will murder them, like, every single one. Oh, not that she, she's okay. capable that, not that she's capable of it, but that's it in her mind, that's her that's, intention. That's a, that's a future problem. Yeah. <laughs> we have no problem with that. Send another one, tell her that's fine. I'm all out. So you guys, uh, go through your watches. Does Malar have a react? Yeah, Malar. Oh, I don't, I don't. Yeah. Other than like people in the camp will see Malar sort of <laughs> Yeah, that that's what I was after. Sorry. <laughs> morning now? Yep, so in the morning. 
you guys wake up just before dawn because you want to kind of get a move on here and get get moving as quickly as possible. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, and uh, you make haste with the horses, uh, and uh, you're dropped off safe and sound at Hilburg um, by about eleven a.m. So not not too not too late in the day uh, by um, by uh, Gary Bumblefoot, and he drops off the. Uh, your two charges, um, Greta and uh, and Captain Mandeville, all agree, uh, all come off the carriage with you, um, and bid you adieu. And goes well if you uh, if you uh, end up in your travels coming to Morning Hill, uh, uh, come by the council chambers. I will uh, make sure you're given a fine stay. <laughs> uh, coming to where? Morning Hill. Morning Hill. Yeah. Uh, yes. You you went to Halfridge, which is a village outside of Morning Hill. Uh, a while back, yeah. Oh, that's so far away. Yeah, and yeah. he kind of salutes uh, and goes, May the eight uh, bring you speed and good fortune in your search. And then uh, heads off on his way. You're now outside the gates of Hilburg, ready to make your next move. And I think actually for today, this is a good spot to leave it. Uh, so we will uh, pick things up from here next week. Uh, with you guys at Hilburg to see where you get to next. There's a lot of exploratory stuff at the moment, less combat stuff, but it's all in good causes. Um, Except my riveting fights with the door. Apart from your fight with the door. In, well, in fairness, that banishing thing Grind hadn't worked. You would have had an You'll interesting You'll pay for fight. the entire seat, but you'll only need the edge. <laughs> versus the door. Um... Yeah, unfortunately, yes. <laughs> What's that? The door. But yes, um, hopefully. Um, I think there's been some interesting developments there for you guys. So yeah, we'll be picking up this up from here next week, same time. That's uh, Monday at 6pm, where hopefully we'll be having uh, no technical difficulties before starting. May the uh, stream gods allow it. Um, as I said, no campaign diary on Friday. Um, that'll be back next week. So the next stream on here will be, of course, on Monday uh, for uh, for the continuation of the adventure. Let's hope the guys find Nerys, because god damn it, you guys need to be reunited. Come on! Come on! We are in Western East Germany. We must bring <laughs> down the wall. Yes, indeed, indeed. Bring down that wall. Literally. Uh, and thanks to all of you at home for tuning in, uh, and I uh, hope you enjoyed. And uh, yes, uh, in the meantime, whilst you may be separated by uh, other people through walls and the rest of it, you know, keep the faith, keep on carrying on, and uh, stay safe, everybody. Look after everyone by keeping your distance. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, stay safe, and we'll see you next week. Thank you all, and good night. And remain indoors. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Slice and Dice podcast. You can join in the action with us live on Twitch. Mondays from 6pm UK time. It's twitch.tv slash sliceand6. And don't forget to follow us on socials at sliceand6. Until next time, stay safe.